Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bibles, if you would open them to Habakkuk, Habakkuk, depends on how or who you want to pronounce it. <laughs> but it's an interesting book. Part of the what's called Minor Prophets. So if you just join me there and Habakkuk. And I'm going to direct your attention to chapter 2. Now, today I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, so depending on what you are using, it's going to sound a little bit different possibly, but it'll be on the screen as you can see. The Word of the Lord says, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how He will answer my complaint. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. The vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. With the help of the Lord, I want to preach on this thought. Get ready. Get set. Wait. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, this is your church today, not mine. You bled and died for it. You rose again on the third day for it. You purchased it with your blood. Therefore, your word alone can save and heal and deliver us. You know every need and struggle and issue. You know every person and everything that needs uh, your touch. Your word is anointed and appointed for this moment. So, Lord, I pray now that I would say no more, no less than what you want to be said walking in your spirit and not in my flesh. And everyone said in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Habakkuk, like Job, asks questions about God's justice. But in the end, both realize that God is sovereign and His justice is far beyond their comprehension. You might see people handing out, putting on empty pews, cards that say others in this effort to remind us of our purpose and our theme this year others matter and if there's an empty seat next to you I want you to think about others that are in that seat that will be in that seat that can be in that seat that should be in that seat when this service is done today grab one of these cards up and put it in your Bible put it in your purse and pray for others Okay, I'm going to preach to some others today. Mm. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm going to preach prophetically to some empty blue chairs that you shall be filled. Hallelujah. Soon and very soon. You see, Habakkuk's message of judgment on Judah would not have been well accepted. For the nation was blinded by the false prophets that were declaring that God would not punish His chosen people. But God's justice demands that wickedness be punished. Whether it's found in pagan nations or in His own people. Habakkuk is an unusual prophetic book in that it never addresses the people of Judah directly. It's actually a dialogue between God and Habakkuk. It's, it's not about, it's about the people, but he never 
gives the prophecy to them. He just, it's, it's his dialogue back and forth. You see, the first two chapters are centered around his prayer or really his complaint. But, and the last chapter around the Lord's reply. Habakkuk had seen the rapid progress of Judah's moral and spiritual deterioration. Kind of sounds like the world today. And it deeply troubled him and it should trouble us. But God's response puzzled him. How could a good and just God use a more wicked nation than, than Israel, his own people, to punish them? But God makes it clear that both nations are going to be punished. That not only is Judah going to be punished, but those who come against her will, will eventually be punished as well. And we know we can see that. We, we, we see it fulfilled throughout the rest of Scripture. Although Habakkuk didn't fully understand, he learned to rely totally on the wisdom and the justice of God to bring about the proper resolution in ways that only God could do it. Can I tell you the best thing you can do when praying for others, when praying about the, the, the society and the world we live in, is to pray, God, you're wiser, smarter, more merciful, more gracious, more true, more just, more holy. I'm putting this in your hand. I know we think we're armchair quarterbacks that can figure it out, but trust me, God knows what he's doing. And let me just say this. The, the, the state of our world hasn't caused God to be dethroned. He's not given up His throne. He's not abdicated His throne. He's not asleep or on vacation somewhere. He knows exactly what's going on. And it's fulfilling His purpose and His will will be done. And so therefore God is worthy of praise. And Habakkuk realizes this and ends his book with a praise to God. The words of Habakkuk would surely have resonated with the righteous remnant that was in Judah who themselves were wondering what was going on and why Israel was sinning so much. God's words through the prophet would have reassured them that God was in control and would take appropriate measures in his Time. Everybody say in God's time. By the end of the book, Habakkuk is a changed person. And hopefully by the end of this message, you will be as well. He's learned to wait and to trust God. Amen. Who works all things out for His glory. And so in this month of July 2023, when we relaunch our vision and our mission, and we reboot our spirits, and we refresh our souls, it is imperative that we do what Habakkuk did. And that is get ready, get set, wait. Chapter 2, verse 1. Check this out. I will climb up to my watchtower. Everybody say, get ready. get ready. Habakkuk has complained. He is confused. But he knows he has a job to do. He has poured out his heart to God. But he's not going to quit his job. Can I tell you the best thing you can do is keep coming to church. The best thing you can do is keep praying. The best thing you can do is keep worshiping. But Bishop, I don't understand. Pastor, I don't know how it's all going to end. Hey, I don't understand some things either. I don't realize it all either. But I'm going to show up and do my job. Amen. Climb up to your watchtower for for uh, uh, Habakkuk, it was a literal watchtower. 
He literally climbed up a watchtower. His role was to be up there and to stand up there. But for you and I, it's not a literal one. Instead, it is the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Proverbs 18.10 The righteous run into it and are safe. Can I tell you, if you'll just climb up to the watchtower when you're tired, when you're stressed, when you're overwhelmed, go to the watchtower. Go to Jesus. When the wicked prosper and you struggle financially, climb up to your watchtower. When sin abounds, amen, and society celebrates evil, climb up to your watchtower. When you've prayed for your miracle, but it hasn't happened yet, climb up to your watchtower. Put up Psalm 61, please. Amen. Get up to your watchtower and sing and pray what David prayed. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. If you'll climb up to your watchtower, amen. If you'll get to that place where he's the shelter and the strong tower for you from the enemy, you'll better understand what's going on. Mm. Get ready. I'm going to climb up to my watchtower. Listen, climbing higher didn't remove the problem. Mm. It didn't fix the problem he was complaining about. But you know what it did do? It gave him a different perspective. You see, down here, the problem was eye level. Down here, that's all he could see. But when he climbed up into the watchtower, he could see a lot further. Ah, if you'll just get with Jesus and start seeing it how he sees it. That's the power of running under that uh, tower. That's why Proverbs says that. Because His name is that strong tower we go to. His name is that place that lifts us up and says, Hey, look at it from my perspective for a minute. I'll never forget one of the first times that I flew. It was raining and I was young. And I, I just thought if it was raining, it was raining everywhere. My, my view of the world at that time was, you know, the whole world was where I was, you know. And, and so I, I, continents and, and time zones just, you know, I, I was only about eight. So it, it, it just didn't make sense to me, uh, Pastor Lucas. It just, you know, you try to explain it, but I didn't get it. And so I'm just thinking, it's raining everywhere. And so the plane takes off. All of a sudden we get above the clouds and it's not raining. And I'm like, Wow. Man, this is like cool. I didn't know this happened. But now I've come to understand with, with more wisdom and understanding that it's the same way with us sometimes. We're down here and, and it's raining in our parade and things aren't going just the way we need them, want them to go or need them to go or think they should go. But if you'll just get up to the watchtower, if you'll just get a little higher than this, oh, come on, somebody. If you'll just climb up the name of Jesus, you'll see things from His perspective. Hallelujah. When you climb up to that watchtower, here's what's going to happen. Like the young servant uh, of, of Elisha, you'll see that they who are with you are more than they who be against you. You'll see that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You'll see that the one who is greater is also greater than the problem. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So get ready. Get set. Put up Habakkuk 2, 1 again, please. 
I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. He didn't just climb up it. He, he didn't get up there and start twiddling his thumbs. He didn't get up there and start saying, well, I don't know what the use is. Uh, hey, he didn't start grumbling. He, in fact, he had done all his complaining. He had done all his praying. It was now just time to, mm, and okay, I'm here. And so, now that I'm here, I'm going to do what I was called to do here. Oh, get ready. Get set. Come on. When you've done everything you know to do, stand. Plant those feet down and stand. Or as the Bible says in Ephesians, finally, my brethren and sisters, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. That's the problem. We've been trying to do it our way. Oh, come on. We've been trying to do it through our might. But if we'll understand it's the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to Stand. Ah, sometimes we've got to just stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. Therefore, get up in the watchtower and just lock your knees and stand. I'm going to keep standing. Listen, I'm going to stand for righteousness. I'm going to stand for truth. I'm going to stand for the name. I'm going to stand for His Word regardless of what anybody else says or does. If I don't understand it, if it doesn't make sense, Pastor Trevor, I'm climbing up the watchtower and I'm standing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may not understand how God's going to answer. But rearrange the letters of how, H-O-W, to form the word who, W-H-O, and stand your ground knowing who you trust. You may not know how, but you know who. And that's all that matters. I know it seemed mundane to just stand. Sometimes... The best thing we can do is just stand there and do nothing but stand. You ever heard that phrase, don't just stand there and do something? Maybe, maybe in this case, don't just do something, stand there. You see, doing something got us into the trouble. Doing something, Sister Alicia, in our own mind, in the power of our own mind, got us to the place where we had to climb back up it. Habakkuk shouldn't have left his tower in the first place. Because uh, while he was not up there, nobody was watching Israel. Mm. Oh, boy, I could preach on that for a while. Come on now. And so he had to come down from that watchtower to complain. He had to come down to that watchtower. But when he realized what had happened, he climbed back up it. And I'm going to stand. I don't understand. I don't know why God hasn't answered yet. I don't know why I don't feel the goosebumps yet. But I'm going to stand here and do what I'm supposed to do. Amen. I think maybe he might have remembered back to something that happened at the Red Sea when Moses said, fear not, stand still 
and see the salvation of the Lord. Maybe he remembered back to a time, amen, when the Bible says that Jehazel prophesied and said, you shall not need to fight this battle, but stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Maybe he remembered when Joshua told him to stand still as they stepped into the water. Yeah, I didn't realize that until just the other day. I've read it a hundred times. Pastor Lucas, come here, come here. When they got the ark, you and me are in the front. Huh? Amen. Luke and, and Colin, get behind us. You got the other side here. When they got the ark, Joshua said, you're going to step into the Jordan. It was flood season, by the way. And you're going to stop and stand still. Oh, hear me. Sometimes before God parts your waters, there's going to be feet getting wet. There's going to be standing in it. And it's going to be a, a little bit uneasy here. I'm not on firm footing yet. This water's raging. It's flooding. But if you'll stand still and do what God said, God's going to part the waters. God's going to do a miracle. Thank you. Sometimes you got to just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Maybe he remembered something Job said. Hearken unto this, O God. Uh, hearken unto this, O Job. This is Elihu saying this to Job. Stand still and consider the works of the Lord. It seems counterproductive to stand still. But if you don't, God can't bless you. If Habakkuk would have kept doing all the talking, he would have become frustrated. If he would have not stood still at his guard post, he would not have received his answer from God. When they came into Jericho, he said, march around the walls once a day for six days. And on the seventh day, march seven times, but don't say a word. Those walls were thick, thick enough to have chariot races on the top of them. It was well fortified. Now, we're no military strategists. But you're smart enough and I'm smart enough to think that all they got to do is go, whew, just shoot a few arrows down, man. Throw rocks down, you know. Heat up some oil and pour it on them. I mean, we win, they lose. Simple, right? But what Israel didn't know until two spies went in was that Jericho was afraid. They knew that the God of those people. You, I, I got an opinion it's going to be in the MTP commentary as to why they weren't allowed to talk. Because, Brother Jeff, if we are allowed to talk, sometimes we'll talk ourselves out of victory. Well, yeah. And so God just said, zip, zip it, and march. Well, they were thinking it. Oh, yeah. I don't see a crack yet. That guy's got a bow and arrow. But they just kept marching. And if you'll just do what God's called you to do, It's a month of reboot and refresh and relaunch. I want to encourage you right now just to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord in your life. If you've done everything you know to do, then stand there for. Just stand. Get ready. Get set. Wait. Habakkuk 2.1. Watch this. I will climb up to my watchtower. I will stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. Once he had got ready, once he had got set standing, it's now time to wait on the Lord. Can I tell you, waiting on the Lord isn't this. Because he don't operate on our clock. 
he's without time. <laughs> Waiting on the Lord is this. How can I serve you, Lord? It's being that waiter, that waitress that says, I'm here to serve. I'm going to just stand. I'm going to wait. I'm going to do what I know to do. And when God's good and ready to answer, I'm good and ready to hear. <laughs> and until then, listen, if you think I feel goosebumps every time I wave my hanky and jump and shout, you're nuts. You know, sometimes I do it to start feeling the goosebumps. Sometimes I come down here and I'm like, I don't feel a thing. Still don't feel a thing. I look over and, man, you're over here dancing like crazy. I'm like, man, how's he feeling it? Not me. But you know what? I'm going to keep doing it. Why? Because I'm standing. I'm, I'm waiting. And when God's ready to listen. I'm going to celebrate your victory while I'm waiting for mine. I'm not going to get jealous of your victory while I'm waiting for mine. And if God has a door closed, I'll praise him in the hallway till he opens the door. Listen to me. I'm going to stand and I'm going to wait to hear what the Lord says. Hallelujah. Listen to me. I know this week we celebrate the independence of the United States of America. Just wish they wouldn't shoot off so many fireworks. Hallelujah. One time would be great, you know, once for all. But every night, <laughs> oh, hallelujah. And if we're not careful, though, the American dream will destroy our apostolic vision. If we're not careful, our conveniences will become our curse. Hear me. If we're not careful, the American dream will keep you from fulfilling God's brilliant plan for your life. We need to give God what's right, not what's left over. Come on. Waiting on God is vital to your vision. I remember shortly after Braxton got his driver's license, I asked him if he would go get something and use my car. I hadn't told him what the something was yet. All he heard was my car, and he grabbed the keys and ran out and started the car and started to back out of the driveway, not knowing what I needed or where he needed to go get it. <laughs> I just waited, and a few seconds later, he comes back in, kind of sheepishly, and said, uh, um, what did you need me to get again? You know, we do that sometimes. We catch a glimpse of, of God's vision for us, and we just start running with it, you know, and, and we're like, whoa, I got a vision. Oh, wow, ah! And we're halfway out here and it's like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? Where was I supposed to be going? Because we didn't wait. Mm. Oh, hear me out for a minute. Hear me out. All you young people, raise your hand here. You, you know, not the ones that feel young. I mean, the real, the real young ones. Okay, the real young. Put your hand down, Alicia. Put your, <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> right? Y'all probably don't remember those cameras that you, you had to take pictures and have film and go to the store and get it processed. You know, you got Instagram, man. You got just snapping your picture and phone is there. You know, we had to have the joy of taking the pictures. And, and then two weeks later, it was like, I wonder what we took pictures of. And, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> right? 
You go even further back, and, and those pictures had to go into a dark room to be developed. And, and, and I think most of us would, would understand that if you bring them out too soon, the image is distorted. If it's not got the fully developed process, you're not going to see what the picture is. Are you with me? The process can't be rushed. Sometimes we've got to just wait on the Lord. It's vital to our success. You see, pun intended, sometimes God gives us a glimpse of our future. And we start chasing it before we know everything that there needs to know about it. David said these words in Psalm 27, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. He also said in Psalm 52, 9, I will praise you forever. Watch these words. Because you have done it. And I will wait on your name for it is good before your saints. What's he saying? He says, I don't see it yet. I took the picture. I, I caught a brief glimpse, but it's, but it's in the process. It's in the dark room being developed. I don't see it yet, but you've already done it. So I'm going to praise you as if it's already done. I'm going to praise you as if I'm seeing the fully developed picture. Therefore, while I'm praising you, I'm going to wait on your name. Can I tell you, if you'll just wait on God, He'll bring that picture out into His marvelous light and it will be beautiful. It will be perfect. It will be exactly what you need Him to say and do. Slow down and wait and praise God. Solomon said it this way, Say not, I will recompense evil, but wait on the Lord and He shall save you. Micah prophesied, this is my favorite verses of all time. Micah prophesied and said, Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice. First of all, he talks to God. I love this. He, he, everything is, verse 7, is to God. Lord, I, my God will hear me. I know you're hearing it. And I, I, I know you're going to answer. And then he addresses the enemy. Rejoice not against me. Oh, mine enemy. He doesn't say if, does he? Don't say if I fall. When I fall, <laughs> I shall arise. I ain't staying down. You might trip me, devil, but I ain't staying there. And when I sit in darkness, God's going to turn the light back on. Mm. Why? Because I'm waiting on the Lord. Here's how Isaiah prophesied it in chapter 40. Have you not known, have you not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary. I love that about God. He doesn't get weary. He doesn't faint. There's no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We know that the Bible declares our steps. Psalm 37, 23. Steps of the good man in order of the Lord. But God also orders our stops. So learn to wait on God. 
Get ready. Get set. Wait. Why is that so important? Why do I feel to preach this so adamantly today? Because if we'll do what the Bible says, we'll get what the Bible promises. Habakkuk 2, verse 2. Then the Lord said to me. Watch what had happened. He had climbed his watchtower. He had stood his post. And he had determined to wait on the Lord. And then what happened? Are you with me? Then the Lord answered. God didn't answer while he was down on the ground, Pastor Trevor. God didn't answer while he was complaining and praying. God didn't answer when he was asking all of his questions. God answered after he climbed back up, stood his post, and decided to just do what he was called to do in the first place. And when he did that, and he said, I'm going to wait on the Lord, God said, okay, here's what's going to happen. Write it down. Make it plain. Because it shall come to pass. But watch this. It wasn't going to come to pass in his time. Habakkuk, you need to understand what I'm about to show you won't happen in your time. Can I tell you, there are some things that you may not see in your time, in your season. It might come in the next generation, but we need to celebrate with them just as much. I wish I had time to preach on that today. Maybe I'll preach part two next week. I don't know. But hear me. We've got to wait on the Lord in order for Him to answer. Praise team, go ahead and come on up here. I feel today the gift of prophecy. Maybe God hasn't answered because you haven't waited on Him. Peter and John ran to the tomb, saw the folded napkin, left. Now the Bible does say John believed, and I do believe he believed that God would rise again, that he would come back, that he was alive. I believe that. But they, they left. Mary lingered, and Mary was the first to see him. Mary waited. Maybe if we would just wait a little bit on the Lord. And here's what I feel in the gift of prophecy today. God is going to speak today to you personally because you're willing to climb your watchtower, stand at your post, and wait That during today and this month, God is going to reaffirm and confirm some things in your life. I believe there's going to be testimonies that you're going to bring forth of this day. Your determination to wait on the Lord. God is going to speak. Would you stand with me all across this room? Praise team is getting ready to sing. and As they do, here's what I'm going to ask. If you're willing to climb your watchtower, stand at your post, and wait on the Lord, I wonder if you would just come down and fill this front with me today for a season of prayer finally before we would leave this church house today. In the garden, God took out his apostolic phone 
right? This is what happened, Sister Courtney. God took out his phone and took the first selfie. The Bible says he made man in his likeness and his image, right? God's like, hmm, I think I look all right. I'm good. I'm perfect. I'll make man in that same image. Adam was the negative. We know this because he sinned, right? So what happened? Jesus came as the last Adam, the fully developed picture. Hmm. Did you know that's why we have the Spirit in us? It's because God wants to develop His image in us and through us so that Jeff, when the world sees us, they don't see Jeff and Myron, they see Jesus. They don't see Dana, they see Jesus. That's why He wants to develop that image in us. And it doesn't happen with a... I love our fast-paced society. I love that we can post things immediately, go on Facebook, everybody knows where we all are at the same time. I love all that. I also don't like it sometimes. But here's my point. We've got to move away from that convenience mindset for a minute and let God develop some things in us so that the image comes out and it's Him. Pastor Lucas, I don't want to come out of that dark room. I don't want to come out of that development room and it be Myron. I want it to be Jesus. And there's times where I've got to wait to let Him work on some stuff in me so that the image is perfect and complete. That way, Brother Levi, when I stand before Him, He won't see me and my sin, but He'll see His blood covering it making it whiter than snow so today as we sing this song I wonder how many of you would commit not just this month because we're advertising it as reboot but would make a new commitment today that you're going to let God work in you that you're going to wait on the Lord that you're going to let him develop his fruit of the spirit in you and through you let's lift our hands and pray right now hallelujah hallelujah God, I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to climb that watchtower. I'm going to stand at my post. And I'm going to wait to hear what you will say. I'll climb it, Lord. I'll climb it.